Hey everybody. Hey, this is the Two Seeds Podcast. This is Chrissy. This is Casey. And uh, if you hear a fan in the background, it is 90 degrees out and you're lucky that it's not as loud. Because <laughs> it okay. is really hot in my house. That is a true statement. All right. Sorry that we're late this week. Oh my God. <laughs> What? We had a three-day weekend. Oh, I thought you were going to complain because I changed my thing three times. No, I wasn't going to complain. (laughs) Wasn't going to complain at all. Uh, Whatever. Um, This week's new listeners come from Winfield, Louisiana, Santa Ana, California, Los Angeles, California, and Central and Western District of Hong Kong. So, welcome and welcome everybody and thank you for listening yes thank you for listening uh you can find us if we don't do it at the top of the show we always forget that is very true if you want to find us on facebook and instagram we are the two c's podcast and two is spelled t-w-o and yeah so we also have instagram i did i said facebook and instagram i thought you said Facebook and email. I don't know. Whatever. It's a long day and it's really hot out. It is true. It is true. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, for anyone who is just joining us this week, we are doing um, the countries that are listening to us. We're doing... I'm doing Russia. We're doing a story from each of the countries. Yes. I'm sorry, Hong Kong, but you came after we started the list and we're going on a little break before we yes. come back. So, so, But we'll get you when we come back. Yes. After the summer. Where is my list? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I but know I have Canada this week. Huh. Anyways, I'll try to find it while Chrissy's doing her story. And I'll let you guys know who's next week. But this week I have Russia. And unfortunately it doesn't tell us who's listening. Like in Russia. uh, What city. Because there's. um, Not enough. It's too big and there's not enough listeners. Well there's not enough data. Yeah. Um, So I am doing my. uh, My story this week. On a young man named Zelim. Back Aev. Gosh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm pretty sure you didn't because I listened to the pronouncement. I'm pretty sure I did not either. <laughs> so I apologize for Zellum's family. Um, and, and whoever is Russian. And whoever and is Russian and listening because <laughs> I'm from the US and especially the Western side. And, and we're lucky if we can even speak English. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I know I am anyway. <laughs> well, on some days I am too. So, Zellum was born April 23rd, 1992. And in, in Grozny, Chechen Republic of Ichi... No. Ichkeria. And I that know... That is so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong. And once again, I'd like to thank my translator app... That is on my phone, which I tried to write it out phonetically, and I'm pretty sure that I totally botched it. But anyways, so Zellum was a Chechen singer. He disappeared in Chechnya on August 8, 2017, while on a brief visit to the region to attend his sister's wedding. It is believed by some that he was allegedly abducted, tortured, and murdered by the Chechen authorities as part of the systematic persecution. And it's the um, persecution of um, gay people. Got it. Okay. Um, I was like, what? And I don't know if this is Pride Month everywhere, but in the U.S. it's definitely Pride Month starting in June 1st, which is today. So, happy Pride Month to everybody, and I'm sorry that the story is going to get really, really sad. Um, Zellum began singing at a young age in Chechnya. He worked for a year and a half at the Department of Culture of the Grozny Mayor's Office and became one of the soloists of 
the song and dance ensemble. Um, yeah, Telista, which is the capital in English, and performed concerts in Chechnya and other North Caucasian republics. So does that mean that's how it's pronounced in English? No, it is the capital. So we would say the capital. Got it, got it. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Stelis, I was just confused. Stelista, I believe, is what it. it you so know what? It's not called Capital over there, but that's what we. That's would call what it we here. would call it. Got it. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, you're just gonna have to um, tell me. So um, he had many hit songs, and one was supposed. And he was supposed to start a series, um, a Russian version of the Star Academy. Uh, in September 2017 um, on the Russian television chain News TV. So I don't... Do we have Star Academy? I don't know, but we have News TV, so I don't know if it would be... Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up, um, which I had a whole week to do, so I apologize. I don't know I what Star Academy is. Um, I wonder if it's kind of like Star Search. Maybe. So maybe we'll look into that and I'll give you guys an update um, later next week. So on August 6, 2017, Zellum disappeared while traveling to attend his sister's wedding, like I said before. He was due back in Moscow a few days later. He was to take part in a Russian musical contest on August 10th. So I would say probably Star, like Star Search. Yeah. Um, Zellum was reportedly arrested on August 8th by Special Rapid Deployment Security Forces. This was according to two eyewitnesses. Zellum's cell phone was also deactivated on the same day. So speculations on his arrest were for his suspicion of being a gay man. He got arrested for being suspicious, for suspiciously being a gay man. Just for being a gay man. And this is in the 90s? Yes. 90... No, 2017. Okay. He was born he was in 92. Born in yes. Okay. Stuff over there is way different than it is here. Yes, it is. Um, let's see. Let me find... It's okay. Um, the Chechen authorities had declared an anti-LGBT campaign with many reports of persecution of homosexuals in the republic so they yeah <laughs> i can't even i i can't even fathom that I, and you know the sad thing is is that like i mean i hope to god we're doing better than that well it like, it's hard enough for me to believe that police officers... I mean, it's not hard for me to believe because it happens. So I, I know it happens. Like, cops killing just black people, like, for whatever reason. Like, I can't imagine... Just for being who you are. Yeah, that... Well, I mean, it happens because yeah. police kill black people all the time for being black. So, that, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, go on. I told you guys it was going to get really, really depressing here. So Zellum had been previously forbidden from any public appearance in Chechnya. And unfortunately, all he was doing was going to his sister's wedding. That So my source this week, I should have said this before, was Wikipedia. So I, I looked up different articles and stuff, and it was pretty much the same story. Yeah. So I don't know if there's more to it. I don't know if he was making an appearance in Chechnya. But it it makes it sound like the poor guy just went to his sister's wedding, tried to get back home, and was arrested. Okay. Just because they, on suspicions that he was a gay man. It's weird. So, Ze I know. Zellum's mother, Malika, and his aunt... Uh, received a message that he had left, and air quotes with left. Okay, they received Chechnya. a message from him? They just received a message. So, was it from him? No. No, I mean, like, was it from his phone, or? It didn't say. Oh, did they? 
Well, no, because his phone was deactivated the day that he, um... Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they didn't message them first and then deactivate it. That's true. I don't know. Because why would somebody's... Uh, I don't know. This whole thing is weird. Okay, go on. Sorry. No, you're... it. That's a good question. So, ten days later, on August 18th, August 18th, Malika filed a complaint for her son's disappearance with the Grozny police. And on August 22nd, appealed to the Human Rights Council, demanding clarifications from them and the Chechen Interior, Interior Ministry, the Chechen Minister of Foreign Affairs and Information denied any involvement by the Chechen authorities in his disappearance. So they got a so hold. The Chechen, whoever supposedly arrested him, the Chechen is police, that they didn't have anything yes. to do with it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the Chechen police stick to the story that Zelim bought a train ticket from Nalchik to Moscow with a departure date on August 11th. How would they know that? He probably bought the ticket, like with. I'm. He probably had a digital. Um, what do they call that? A di yeah, and, but he never made it onto the train. Okay. Supposedly. <laughs> oh no! It gets worse. Well, it gets worse for me. So on September fourteenth, I'm not making it about me. I just mean that when I got to this part of the story, I was like, "What the hell." So, on September 14th, the American Human Rights Organization, Human Rights, first urged the U.S. State Department to intervene with the Russian authorities about Zelim's appearance, uh, disappearance, excuse me. So, they went to the American Human Rights and was like, please help us. Which sucks, but, like, I mean, other than making a request, there's not really anything that... Yeah. You know. So on September 16th, Zelim's mother pleaded to the Chechen president, Ramzan Kadyrov. And I know I botched that, but I'm okay with that. Unless he's in America. <laughs> um, asking about her son. But on September 18th, the Chechen Ministry of Internal Affairs refused to open a criminal investigation into Zelim's disappearance. How can you refuse to... Oh. <sighs> it's... Well, <laughs> see, this is the thing. It's like us in the 80s saying, you know, your kid's probably just, just a runaway. Just ran away. Or, you know, I mean... Or he's gay. He, it's fine. It's... Yeah, he's just with someone else. Or, um, you know, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, that, you know, he's an adult, so he, he can, he can, leave he can disappear. Yeah. It's not against the Guess law. Guess what? If families think that something is wrong, freaking pay attention. Because most of the time, I've watched a lot of Dateline in the last three days. Well, <sighs> I mean, nine times out of ten, the parent, the family knows. Right. Well, and it, something bad happened. Yes, there's that one time that the person probably ran away, or they don't want anything to do with your family anymore. And you know what? If you find them, then you talk to them. And if they say they don't want to come back or don't want anything to do with their family and they're fine, then you go back to the family and you said we found them. They're alive. They don't want any contact with you. End of story. Right? I gave them your phone number. They can do whatever they want right. with it. And if they don't want to do anything, they don't do anything. Right. I can't tell you where they are. You know, whatever. Ah. Uh, I know. Okay. So. It really pisses me it off. It really pisses me off, too. So. Chechnya's Minister for National Policy, External Relations, Press, and Information was quoted in RBC as saying... The guy is not a Wahhabi. And I was like, what the heck is a Wahhabi? Yeah. And I'm probably saying it wrong. Hmm. That is a member of a strictly orthodox 
Sunni Muslim sect founded by Muhammad Wahhabi. What does that have to do with anything? Okay. So, he's also not a terrorist. Can't we just say he's not a terrorist? Like, okay. <laughs> he isn't involved in any cases. So, basically, we don't need to look for him. So, no structures took him for a hundred years. So, no wait. one will need, no one will need him. So, we don't need to look for him because he's not doing anything bad. Basically. And adding that Zellum would appear soon. Cause oh, will he now? He still hasn't. Go figure. So, on September 24th, 2017, a suspicious video appeared allegedly taken in Germany with a lookalike Zellum saying he was now in Germany. Friends and family questioned the legitimacy of the video because it has Russian furniture and beverages and alcoholic brands not marketed in Germany. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> okay. A high-ranking diplomat of course. from the EU mission in Russia also confirmed that Zelim did not cross the border of any of the Schengen countries in August 20th. Oh, August... I don't know why I wrote 20... Oh, August 2017 or later. Jesus Christ. I was like, because that's when he disappeared. <laughs> I was like, August 20th, 17. Okay. So. So, let me guess. He didn't he, he guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He still disappeared. He didn't just appear soon. So, in October of 2017, international press out, outlets, and primarily the LGBT media, they alleged the singer had died as a result of torture at the hands of the Chechen police as part of their anti-gay purge. I'm not going to say for sure, because I don't know. I don't know either. But that sounds logical. I'm going to say ding, 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 ding. Okay. So, an article by Dan Avery from 2018 said that the Chechen dictator suggests that Zelim was murdered by his family for being gay. I don't think so. And that's the Ramzan Kadrioff. God, I spelled it. But anyway, I'll put a picture. Because I was like, who is this random guy in this picture? Didn't you say he was the dictator? Um, he, yes, he's the Chechen dictator. Okay. Well, I didn't know that until, um. I was like, I was like because his picture's everywhere. Got it. Um, they, I guess he was, um, he was, I think he was there to watch a certain sports thing. I don't know. Um, but I will definitely, um, we'll post that pic. It's the... I don't have very many pictures. The sad thing is, is that we don't get a lot of information from different countries unless right. it's like extremely bad or on rare occasions it's like well, unless it's it goes viral or whatever, yeah. Or so um, or... there are plenty of pictures online about this guy, um, about Zellum. Excuse me, not this guy. Um, but I will. Uh, I think I have two pictures and then a picture of him and the dictator. And the sad thing is, not saying that, you know, you would think that in times of like 2017, if they're doing like an anti-gay purge, you would think that it would be, especially here, old men don't really change their views. Or older women. We'll just say the older Generation. Yeah, the older generations have different views on what's going on. Right. So not, I can't no 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 not all old not old older people. Excuse me. Um, but this guy is like my age. Yeah. He seems like he's forty five. So I mean that is definitely like 
But it's a different country. I know, but it's totally fucked up. And I well, want everyone to know how fucked up it is. But I mean... Don't go to Russia. Don't I mean, say that. I mean, okay, I love you. I love Russian people. <laughs> you can't say that. You have to also understand that people are raised differently than we are. And it's a different culture. I know people. I'm it, not saying that I agree with it because I don't. I definitely do not agree with it. But like, you can't. You, you it's can't. right. You can't lump all Russians no. into and one. You, you can't be like, don't go visit Russia. <laughs> I mean. And the sad thing is, is I totally. I was watching something. What was it? I was watching something. Oh, it was probably Dateline because yeah, that happened all weekend. Um. Uh, Keith Morrison, who is my all-time oh, favorite, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, he was actually in Russia talking about a woman who had disappeared, but she had only fell in love with a guy from Russia, and I don't know why he was there, because he's like, she went on a Russian thing, like a Russian trip, and then came home, and she disappeared after she came home. So I was like, well, hey, someone got a free trip to Russia. I love you, Keith Morrison. Okay, so anyways. So my fun facts about Russia. Or were we gonna... I can't remember how we did them last week. I did put... Yeah, no, I put down facts. Okay. Okay. So, um... Supposedly, Russians are taught not to smile in school. Interesting. Now, I got this... Oh, I don't know if I... I know that I wrote it down. Dang it. Nah. Oh, 10 Fun Facts About Russia by Jennifer Dombrowski. So, I don't, anyways, so number one, or somewhere in her list, I didn't write all of them down. Um, she said Russians are taught not to smile in school. Uh, the writer said despite being met with scowls, most Russians were very friendly and very helpful. So it's just, it's, it's like what we would call resting bitch face. Well, That's I, what I'm assuming. I have that face. So. I have that face as well. And on many occasions, I've been asked, God, why are you such a bitch? I'm not. I mean, I am sometimes. We all are. So the next one is Russians have a lot of superstitions. This one I thought was kind of interesting. So rubbing a dog's paw only with your left hand for money. So the... I don't know. Interesting. So, how Russians select where they build their homes in ancient times was first, the first, so they would build their home. The first to enter a home would die. So, they would, yeah, so they would um, send in a cat, since cats have nine lives. And if the cat wouldn't go in, they would tear it down and rebuild. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, also, um, there's. I told one of our listeners that I would see if there was an update on the green and blue okay, dogs, yeah, the dogs of Russia. There isn't one. So I hope that means that they are all still doing well. Right. <laughs> um. And that is all I've got. All right. So I have Canada this this year. <laughs> wow. It's been a long week, guys, and it's only Tuesday. For real. <laughs> um, this time I have Canada. Um, so before I start, well, first I'll tell you, I'm doing mine on the murder of Lynn Harper and the wrongful conviction of Stephen Truscott. Or Truscott, sorry. Um, Truscott. <laughs> well, it's a good cracker. I didn't even like Truscott. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> Remember when I said that I couldn't speak English? <laughs> well, this is Canadian, anyways. Is that there, yeah, but that is doesn't it, count, right? Is it French Canadian? No. It's the English. <laughs> anyways, um, so before I start, I'm going to say that. There is very little about Lynn Harper's murder 
most of it is about Stephen Trescott. And everything, I try to look up different articles on her, and everything is linked back to him. So most of the information is is on him, which I understand. I mean, I get it. But it kind of sucks also because... We want to tell her story as right. well. And I can't really, I mean, I can a little bit, but not a lot because there's not really a lot out there on it. And it could be just because it's a different country, like you were saying, and we don't get yeah. um, everything that they get as well. So that might be why. Um, but anyway, so my sources this, I almost said this month, Jesus. This week. This time <laughs> is uh, Wikipedia, because I love Wikipedia. Uh, Murderpedia.com, because I also love Murderpedia. And then InnocenceCanada.com. Uh, so, Cheryl, well, Lynn Harper, but she was born Cheryl Lynn Harper, and she goes by Lynn, uh, was born August 31st, 1946, in New Brunswick. Uh, her parents were Shirley and Leslie Harper. I'm not sure which one is Shirley and which one is Leslie, because I've heard men and women been named both so that's amazing right so i don't know which one's which i didn't really it didn't say um she has an older brother named barry harper and a younger brother named jeffrey harper so then stephen trust trescott is who was wrongly convicted for her murder murder he was born january 18th 1945 in vancouver bc okay so it starts off with Lynn. So Lynn's father uh, was a school teacher before he joined the military in 1940. The family relocated to the Royal Canadian Air Force, which is the RCAF, um, is the acronym or whatever uh, for it, um, stationed at Clinton in July of 1957. There was nothing about her like earlier childhood i couldn't find anything um so lynn spent most of her free time going to sunday school bible class and girl guides which is our girl scouts so the state's girl scouts yes well but they call it girl guides but we call it girl scouts that's i like that name right um on june 9th 1959 uh is when lynn disappeared uh, she disappeared near the RCAF, which is the Royal Canadian Air Force Station yeah. in Clinton. Uh, the Air Force Base was just south of Clinton, Ontario. She was 12 year old. 12 year old. She was 12 years old when she disappeared. Um, around 7 in the evening that night that Lynn disappeared, Stephen Trescott saw Lynn at a park close to the school to the school where they went to school with because they went to school together um and she was there with a few friends she asked steven if he would give her a ride on his bike on his bicycle because they're both really young okay she was 12 and i think he's 14 which um, is this trescott guy right yes with steven okay. trescott um so, okay, so if Stephen would give her a ride on his bicycle to a spot near Highway 8, um, there was a house along the highway that had horses, and she liked to go over there and pet them and see them and stuff. Um, he was headed that way anyways because some of his friends were hanging out down by the river over by the house, so he told her that he would um, drop her off. So they rode from the park down a country road towards Highway 8, and they rode past a few kids that they went to school with. So there was people that saw them together. Yes. Or kids that saw them together. Yes. <clears throat> they crossed the bridge, and when they arrived at Highway 8, Stephen let Lynn off of um, his bike, and then he turned around and went back towards the bridge, because that's where his friends were, were down, just down from Got the bridge it. by the water. Uh, when Stephen reached the bridge, he turned around and saw Lynn getting into a car, and he did not know who who the car was, um, or who was in the car or whatever. Yeah. 
so when Lynn didn't return home later that evening, her father began driving around the base looking for her and asking if anyone had seen her. He stopped by Stephen's house and learned that Stephen had dropped Lynn off the previous day. Or, no, the earlier that day. I don't know why I wrote previous. Earlier that day. Um, where he told him where he dropped her off. Um, at 11.20 that evening, Lynn's father reported her missing because she still hadn't come home. Yeah. And she was supposed to be home earlier than that, obviously. Because she was only 12. Yes. On June 10th, 1959, at 9.30 a.m., Stephen was interviewed by Constable Hobbs in a police cruiser. Well, it wasn't, they don't call it a police cruiser, but a cruiser at his school. Um, He told Hobbs that while he was standing on the bridge that he saw Lynn get into a late model Chevrolet and there was a lot of chrome on the car. Okay. On June 11th, the next day, the military organized a search party and Lynn's body was discovered in Mm. Lawson's Bush, which isn't too far from where um, Stephen dropped her off. And he witnessed her getting into the, that uh, the car. Dark, yeah, the car that he didn't know whose car it was. Uh, Lynn had been sexually assaulted, and then she was strangled with her own her own shirt. Aww. Yeah. So. For baby. I know. On June twelfth, which was the next day, just after seven p.m., police picked Stephen up in connection to Lynn's death. Stephen was interrogated for seven hours with no lawyer. The entire time he was being interrogated, he never changed his story. He always said that he stayed, he was by the bridge watching his friends play in the water and that he saw her get into a car with someone else. When the police asked Stephen who the kids were that he was hanging out with, he got two of the boys' names wrong. Because he was probably nervous. Hold on. I'm getting there. So you also need to remember, he was 14 years old. He had been questioned for seven hours without being allowed to contact his parents or a lawyer. Ugh. Um, So Inspector Harold Graham, which is the guy that had questioned him the first time in the police cruiser at his school. Okay. um, Again, without contacting the boy's parents or him contacting a lawyer. Or asking for, like, telling him he should get a lawyer or talking to his parents. Um, this is what he said. I was aware of the judge's guidelines that it is preferable to have a parent or social worker present when questioning a juvenile. I was also aware that it would be an exercise in futility, so I chose to disregard those guidelines when interrogating Stephen. And I would throw out your case. Right, but it's a different country. Well, and some DAs don't, from this country, don't throw out those cases either. So, police tried to convince him that he um, could have molested Lynn and then just blacked out while he was killing her. And that's why he couldn't remember doing it. That's not a thing. No. So, um, Mm. police also requested that he be examined by a physician. The doctor that the police had examined him said that they found a lesion on his penis that the physician said could have been caused by forced penetration of an undeveloped female. Okay. Oh, my God. At 2.30 a.m. on June 13th, he was charged with first-degree murder under the provisions of the Juvenile Delinquent Act. After Stephen was booked into jail, the physician from the jail examined him, and it was documented that there was no such injury on Stephen's penis. When Stephen went to trial for Lynn's murder, the jail's physician examination was never brought up at trial. I'm sure it was deep in between a case file. Right. Um, on June 30th, Stephen was ordered to be tried as an adult. Oh, oh my God, he's 14! Yes. His lawyers appealed the decision, but the judge dismissed their appeal. Stephen's trial started in September and lasted two weeks. 
That's it. Two weeks. Jesus. There wasn't much of a case against Stephen other than him having been seen with Lynn, so the prosecution depended on eyewitness testimony. Police tried to prove that Stephen had not taken the road to the highway at all, but turned off before going into the bush where he attacked Lynn. A girl named Jocelyn got it. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Uh, said that Stephen had arranged a date with her and that she had called to cancel, so he must have taken Lynn Harper instead. I'm not sure why that was pertinent to this, but that was in it, so. Um, because some random chick was like, well, we were supposed to go on a date. What is a date at 14? Right. Holding hands? Right. Uh, there were two witnesses that said that they saw Stephen and Lynn crossing the bridge together, which would mean that he couldn't have attacked her in the bush because he wasn't there. Uh, one of them had given the information to the police on the Wednesday before the body was found. Uh, both witnesses have never been have never changed their story that they told the police. Uh, the police later said, during the trial, um, that the witnesses that testified seeing Stephen and Lynn on the bridge together had been making it up to protect Stephen, and it wasn't possible to see the bridge from where he was, where he was, in the river. Um, the two friends yes. that were down below. Yeah. Uh, later, a police report was found showing that police ran tests to see if they could see the bridge from where the witnesses stated he was in the river. The report states that the officers were able to correctly recognize someone from that distance. Go figure. Right? At trial, the prosecution convinced the jury that there was a conspiracy to protect Stephen and that the two witnesses were lying to protect him. The forensic evidence brought up during the trial for Lynn's time of death had been between 7.15 and 7.45 p.m. Um, Stephen was home a little after 7.45 p.m. because he had to babysit his little sister yeah. that night. Okay. So he um, has an alibi. Cause after 7.45. Oh, never mind. Sorry. So, I, I haven't gotten there yet. So the coroner placed Lynn's time of death exactly in the window based on when he could have killed her between 7.15 and 7.45 p.m. before he went home to babysit his sister. Based on her stomach contents. Experts now say that stomach contents can't be told, can't tell you about the victim, can tell you about the last, the victim's last meal, but they can't give you a precise time of death. The coroner who performed the autopsy later said that he could have been right, but the evidence also could have shown a later time of death up to 12 hours later than the original timeline. Wow. The police also said that the fact that Stephen's mother had washed his pants that he was wearing that day was proof that there was something incriminating on the pants and that is why she had washed them. Or he only had one pair of jeans. Or they were dirty because he was down by the river. <laughs> On September 30th, the jury found Stephen guilty with a recommendation of mercy. However, the judge sentenced Stephen to death by hanging on December 8th. Stephen recalls a morning when he woke up while he was in prison. Hearing construction going on outside his... <sighs> No. Yeah, outside, and was convinced that it was a scaffolding being built for his execution. Like, when, so, this is September that he's being... So, September 30th, they found him guilty. And they and were the going judge... to kill him December 8th no. of the same year? No, 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 no. The judge sentenced him to death on December 8th. Of the same year, though? No, 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 no. He was found Got guilty. Got it. Okay. Got and then it. the judge gave him his sentencing Got it. on December okay. 8th. I was like, Jesus Christ, they're going to no, kill no, no, him? No. It didn't say um, when his death well, when When was he arrested? He was arrested in 19. Whoops. I'm going the wrong way. No, I just. um, Like, it had to be in the 50s. Well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, 
because she was 12 and she was born in 46, so I had to be 58. 1959. Okay. Oh, no. It was the same year. Oh, lordy. Okay. Um, because Stevens Hanging was postponed to the next year. And then in early 1960, so it was the same year. Thank God they postponed it. So in 1960, um, his his death sentence was commuted commuted to life imprisonment instead. Thank God, because he would be dead right now if it hadn't been. So after his death sentence was commuted, he was transferred to the Kingston Penitentiary for an assessment. He was then incarcerated at the Ontario Training School for Boys in. Gulf, I think it's Gulf, from February 1960 to January 1963, which I believe made him 18. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then on January 14th, 1963, he was transferred to Collins Bay Penitentiary. And then, um, so through his entire imprisonment also, he said that he was innocent and he didn't have, he didn't kill her. So, after pressure from the public, the Supreme Court reviewed his case. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it went before the Supreme Court, uh, but on May 4th, 1967, new forensic evidence, or I, I know when it was presented in front of the Supreme Court, I don't know when they filed or whatever, because yeah. it didn't say. So, on May 4th, 1967, new forensic evidence was pre presented on his p behalf, and Stephen testified before the Supreme Court, um, and he hadn't testified at his, his trial, okay? So, this was the first time that he was telling that his he could, side yeah. of, yes. Um, 25 other witnesses testified before the court as well. A court on, on his on behalf? On his behalf. After two weeks of hearing, of or after a two-week hearing, so they had two weeks where they were calling witnesses and he testified and all that stuff, um, Canada's top judges ruled 8-1 to one against Stephen getting a new trial. And he was returned to prison to serve the remainder of his sentence. The Supreme Court stated that, there were many incredibilities inherent in the evidence given by Stephen before us, and we do not believe his testimony. The joint opinion of Canada's Supreme Court Justice was the verdict of the jury. Read in light of the charge of the trial judge. Makes it clear that they were satisfied behind, beyond a reasonable doubt that the facts which they found to be established by the evidence which they accepted. We're not only consistent with the guilt of Stephen, but we're inconsistent with any rational conclusion other than Stephen Trescott was the guilty person. Boy, did they get it wrong. Right? <laughs> so, Stephen got out on parole October of 1969. And that was his first parole hearing. He got out. Okay. Okay. He changed his name, he moved away, and he started a new life. He married his wife, Marlene, in 1970, and he is still married to her to this day, and they have three children together. In 1997, the Innocent Project in California, or maybe it's Canada, it must be Canada. I thought it was California, but actually Canada makes more sense because he's from Canada. I was like, wow, we're just so good. I know, right? No, we're not. <laughs> it was Canada. Um, the Canada chapter started working on Stephen's case and filed an appeal to have the conviction overturned. <clears throat> they presented evidence that conflicted with the original timeline of death, as well as the cause of lesions that had supposedly been found on Stephen. Um, so in... In 2007, so 10 years after they ap 
appealed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. His conviction was finally overturned. <laughs> and the Supreme Supreme Court stated that it had been a miscarriage of justice. Yeah, a miscarriage on your fucking part, too. Well, it's probably not the same judges. It's probably not the same set of judges. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I we love know. you, Canada. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem, Canada. I'm just saying. I mean, this shit happens everywhere. Yeah, it's so. true. It, it's eye-opening to know that it's not just the states. Right. It's everywhere. Yeah. So in 2008, Stephen was awarded 6.5 million yeah. compensation for having spent 10 years in prison. That's not enough. Um, but no, it's not. But I'm. I am glad that he got something. Yeah. But fuck them, because that was your... Well, so, anyways, finish, and then... Um, so he got it for, um, because he spent 10 years in prison, and at 45 years being labeled, um, as a rapist and murderer when he was actually an innocent man. That's insane. Right? Um, it makes me wonder how many cases that were, you know, because... We didn't have DNA back in the day. We didn't have, like, right consistent stuff. Like, how many people well, would actually be? And a lot of times back then, like, and I'm not going to say this is all police because it's not all police, but a lot of them, if they thought you did it, you did it. They didn't care. Yeah. Like, you were the only person yeah, that they, they focused on, and they were not going to listen to anything else. And it has to be hard. Like, to, it would have, it, A, it has to be hard to be a police officer anyways. Right. And, and I'm not saying, like, no, you no, know, no, no, no. And I know that. Because there are good police officers yes. out there. But, and there are more good than there are bad, but the bad ones ruin it for all of them. It's like every bad apple. Right. I, you know, every instance has, has one. But it makes me wonder how many, like, especially the 90s, like, I look at, like, when court TV became really huge in the U.S., like, how many of those trials wouldn't have ended up in a guilty or an innocent if we hadn't publicized it or if it hadn't been all over the media? But anyways, go ahead with your fun facts. Okay. And I'm sorry, Scott. Scott was his name? Steven. Steven, Jesus Christ. I should know that. I should know that. I Well... I do will say that I am also a little bit sad that there wasn't more on Lynn. Well, especially, I wonder if they've gone back and seen if, like, if they have cold case detectives. Um, okay, so there was a person that was a, um... Like, P.I. looking no, into it? There was another person that, so after he was um, exonerated, Stephen, um, they were looking at another person... But I'm not going to put him in oh, it because no, 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 no. I don't know. Yeah. First of all, he died. Oh. So he's not alive, even if it was this person. So he can't he can't refute it. Right. And, and I don't know, like, there wasn't enough evidence because everything that was said, like, evidence-wise, well, the, uh, really, there was no evidence. Yeah. I mean, everything I looked at, there... Other than what they said about him, and that well, was it. and if it's still an open case, they probably won't tell you what most of the evidence right. is. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. and I know that they wouldn't. But I just wish there had been more stuff about Lynn as well. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, I mean, yes, it's good to talk about him as well. Because, I mean, it, he got screwed over, and, like, he deserves to have his story told as well. But, like, I just wish that it would have been, like, half him and half her as well, so. Yeah. Um, but anyways, fun facts. So, in 2012, Canada's immigration minister declared Santa Claus was a Canadian citizen. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and Churchill, or sorry, Churchill in northern, I'm going to butcher this, Manitoba? Yes! Yay! I think so. I don't know. Hopefully. That's how I would have said it. Is the world's polar bear capital. I think I think one of our friends has gone on a trip with her dad out there. 
I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so approximately 15,500 of the world's 25,000 polar bears live in Churchill. Uh, the world's longest non-military border is between Canada and the United States. It stretches for 8,891 kilometers, which is 5,525 miles, which I thought that was kind of crazy. That's insane. Put a wall up. <laughs> Sorry. We're just kidding. <laughs> I am kidding. Um, I don't. Spend the money on something better. Right? Mm. Um, four, four. I don't need to say four. Uh, they were, or they are the second largest country in the world. I don't know who the first largest country is. I'm sure. Uh, maybe Asia? Maybe. I don't know. I should have looked that up. I don't know. Um, and when I say Asia, I don't know either. That is a country, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, I haven't been to school for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know our geography. Uh, I do. <laughs> well, you do know it's not part of the United States, It's true. Right? It is true. <laughs> okay. And well, I can't you see go. it. And I can't see it from my backyard. It also <laughs> isn't Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. It also isn't part of Canada either. It is not part of Canada. Okay, so anyways, we, and by we, I mean the United States, buy more oil from Canada than any other country. It, and I did not know that. I didn't know that either. But, I mean, that's kind of cool. And then last, I don't know why I thought this was funny, but I did. Um, Ottawa. Ottawa. I was going to say it, <laughs> has the world's largest ice skating rink. Cool. Yeah. Well, I wonder how big it is. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to go. But they do, they, they really like their hockey, so. Yes, they do. It makes sense. Yes, they do. But I like hockey, too, so it's okay. We went and saw um, Jack White there, and they had a hockey game going on. Yes, we did. Across the way. Um, so next week, which is oh, this week, it. I did find it because it's the last page in this booklet, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, so I happy. Have United Kingdom. Yes. Now that I think about Chrissy it, Chrissy has United Kingdom <laughs> and I have Austria. And then what else are we doing? And then I have Australia the next week, and you have Malaysia. That should be interesting. I'm gonna apologize, Malaysia, now for butchering all of your names. Hey, Kuala Lumpur is listening to us. I, um, right, that's why I'm apologizing now. <laughs> um, really quick, uh, anything that's made you smile, laugh, go aha? Um, we saw that movie with uh, yes, Angelina Jolie, um, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Dead? Sure. <laughs> yes, because I always say Those Who Want Me Dead and it's Those Who Wish Me Dead. Sure. Um, that was really good. I hated the way it ended. But it was a really good movie. Yeah, because, you know, don't, why... Don't give it away. I won't, but why can't we just have a little bit more closure? That's all I'm going to say. Just a little bit more. I don't even need closure. I just need to know what the fuck went on. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that To me, that's closure. Like, if you're going to have that in your plot line, I'm not going to say what, but if you're going to have something in your plot, you need to fully it's, explain Okay, it. first off... Every story needs a beginning, a middle, well, and, an, and end. an ending. Not a and you not can't a just middle be like, and an end. Like that. No right? one wants that. No one wants No one wants that. So, whoever the director was, if you're listening to this, you should have added 15 more minutes. No, I need you to make a <laughs> sequel now. And, and maybe if, and maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe. And mm. if that is what you're doing, then it's fine. Um, earlier, last weekend, I binged watched the second season of Who Killed Sarah. Chrissy just doesn't give two shits. I don't. But I will tell you that I might know who killed Sarah. No, you don't. No, I might. You don't. <laughs> you don't. If you might, that means you don't. But I might. And that's all that I needed. See, now I want to watch it. You need to watch it. So I can figure out. Because I can always figure there's out who it is. Oh, because, no, because you're right there and you're like, okay, I, I got this. And then it's like, oh, no, I don't. So, 
Lots of sex. Yeah. Just so you guys know. And it's dubbed, like I said before. So if That's you, my problem, if is it, that it's dubbed. Yeah. Um, and usually I have that problem as well, but for some reason it was like, boom, 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 boom. And it was so good. Yeah. Well, I did watch that one show, I think, Darkness. You watched something and you were and like, oh my god. it was so good, but it was also dubbed. But, like, them talking and the words, like, almost lined up perfectly, which made it not hard to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I have an OCD problem, and if it's not, like... That's why I kind of, like, pay attention, but don't really pay I attention. Can't. If I know that it's dubbed, it, I I don't have, know. You get, you get really, like, invested in the characters as soon as possible. I and I think that's what my problem was, <laughs> is that I just really need to know who killed Sarah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also watched the Me You Don't See. Um, I, uh... It's on Apple TV, unfortunately. But, or the me you can't see. Anyways, that's helpful, Those I know. Those who wish me dead. Those who want me dead. We um, don't know. But I will tell you this. It's Oprah and Harry, Prince Harry. Oh, oh, Sitting okay. down and talking about mental health. I which like, I heard. Which was last month's, like, mental health awareness. And, um... I kind of started watching it a little bit later in the month. Um, very, very amazing. Like, if if you don't understand what people go through on a daily basis, there's a girl who is a Olympic boxer or wants to be an Olympic boxer. Um, that's what she's striving for. Um, she has OCD really bad. And she washes her hands. Okay, like, mine's not that bad. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, I was watching it. It was making me anxious. Because she just couldn't stop washing her hands. So, I've, I've been watching Monk. And I like to watch Monk every once in a while. Because he makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> because he makes you feel like... Like, you, I'm not crazy. You're seen. You're seen. And that's the coolest thing about no, that show. He, not seen. He makes me feel not crazy. But you're not crazy. You're not. I, I mean, I think it depends on who you ask. Well, those people should watch the show then. Because... Right. <laughs> no, but because it's about everything. Like, all mental illnesses. Yeah. And the greatest thing is, is it's the person telling you their story. So, um... Like, Prince Harry talks about um, growing up as a prince and dealing with all I, of the shit that he had to deal I with. I not even imagine. And what happened after he got married and all that shit. And just, like, it's, it, your mental health is definitely important. So that's all I can say. And if you don't, if you want to be seen and heard... You should definitely check it out. And if you don't understand it, because I know that sometimes you guys don't understand. Your house is so hot. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Some guy, sometimes you guys don't understand my depression. So it would be really good to watch it if you didn't understand it. Yes, but I don't know. Like, stuff like that. I, I mean, even if I watch it, I still won't ever understand it. Like, I don't I, just, I don't know because I that OCD, have... I was like, "Oh my." Like yes, I thought but me you're checking OCD, so Well, you I get thought it. checking my um alarm clock like 60 times at night. <laughs> oh, we got to hurry funny? up. I check my phone alarm every night and then I also check my watch alarm every night. And I don't ever turn it off, so why am I checking it? I don't know. I don't know. But mine has randomly gone off, like, the last two nights. I don't know who set my alarm for 10.29 p.m. on my on Weird. my wrist, but I don't like it. Okay, so, so anyways. Take it off! I know. It's not like I'm getting any steps in. Oh, Actually, I am. You better hurry up. We're getting close. Okay, okay. <laughs> So, we will talk to you in about four or five days. Maybe. <laughs> it depends on what my story is I pick. <laughs> I've I already picked it, mine. If I stick to it once, I have it. I picked mine, but I haven't written it out. So, things could change. True. 
true. All right. Have a good couple of days. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Or I guess we won't talk to you later. You'll you'll listen to us later. All right. Bye. bye. Keep it real. <laughs>